Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio together again. We got him <laughs> thought out. Streets are safe enough to drive. Ned's here. And uh, so far, as far as what I've seen, Chiefs got out of Buffalo relatively safe, other than Joe Tooney did, uh, was it pulled a peck? Basically, yeah, is what it's, it is. It's an abdominal. The pec stretches down into the abdominal muscle, and it's affected. Apparently, he isn't feeling real well now. Does that mean he won't play on Sunday? No, I don't know. Playing. But Willie Gay's the one that has me a little worried. Is a neck strain of some sort, and it didn't get any better yesterday. So he missed, and the walkthrough that they go through. He's one of them. Mike Edwards has a concussion, and you saw that happen. That was right there on the field fairly early in the ball game. Mm-hmm. His head hit that ground, and I think he also got a knee to the helmet, but he'll have to go through concussion protocol. And Tooney, of course, you mentioned Trent McDuffie had uh, a slight ankle sprain, but he continued to play. He came back into the ball game. So, yeah, from a relative standpoint, they are unscathed. I don't recall or take note of Baltimore having any injuries at all in their mm-hmm. game with Houston. Other than the uh, the big ones that they've had this season, yeah, that, as far that, as running backs and ones, stuff, yeah. yeah, they they got out of that relatively unscathed, but they also get a day of rest on us, and uh, they had the old rust versus rest argument in that uh, 49ers game, and I guess it ain't the rust. <laughs> well, in their case, though, early in the game, you remember, they First struggled half against was Houston, and it didn't always yeah. work out so well for, for yeah. Baltimore, but that was also a week off. This That's not a matter Another of day. hours, 24 yeah. hours, yeah, no. All right, so uh, what about the Australian Open? How's that going? Well, Novak Djokovic is the top seed in the men's division, and he did win yesterday in the quarterfinal round. He beat Taylor Fritz, who's a really good young American player. Fritz, as a matter of fact, took a set from Novak Djokovic, but Djokovic won it three sets to one. Taylor Fritz is really good. Anyway, he wins. Carlos Alcaraz, who Djokovic is probably going to play for the championship, also got a victory in straight sets. Alcaraz is really, really, really solid, hard-hitting player. And Coco Gauff and the ladies did struggle. She made a number of errors in her match, but she did win, and that's the bottom line. So the top favorites, the individuals who make the headlines in the world of tennis, are continuing to play well. And they're coming up on championship weekend down under in Australia, Melbourne. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that yesterday while we were all, not all of us, I was here, but everyone else had to be stuck at home because they couldn't drive. You got to watch tennis all day? What a shame. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little suspect on that now. I think Ned may have had something to do with that, that little incident we had yesterday. Well, that, I'll tell you uh, what, though, that was not. I know you traded. That I was know not you, fun I standing you. in your driveway. And I was fun because it's not a very big driveway. It's about oh, seven or eight yards from my house to the garage. And standing in the middle of it and saying, what do I do now? I can't move. Yeah, I'm sliding. I'm going yeah. to freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily we got him back inside, and we just did it over the phone. Um, we talked about the amateur, the kid who won the pro golf tournament over the weekend. First time it's happened in a thirty-three, what, yeah, long 33 time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because this kid's not an unknown, and you know when this kid entered the tournament, most of the pros already knew who he was because uh, Nick Dunlop is the reigning United States amateur champion. He's only 20 and a sophomore in Alabama, but you take a look at the list of individuals who were U.S. amateur champions. Woods, Palmer, Nicholas, uh, player wouldn't because he's not from here, but the fact of the matter is that they were all star players and all those pros 
if not literally all of them. Most of them played in the U.S. Amateur. This kid won the thing last summer. He's top player and then goes out and wins a pro tournament against the best in the world. Well, that says something, and he's 20 years old. Can't take the money, not now, and not retain his eligibility, but he'll be compensated. <laughs> and it's cool to see uh, maybe we might have ourselves a new changing of the guard. In the Never, know. Never know. Never know. At least I know I've got new naps in the future. We are to that point where we really start looking at college basketball as the front and center sports the next couple months, uh, who's ranking at the top of that mountain? There are two, of course, the men's and the women's, and they are the teams that you expected to be there. You know, Connecticut and the men's. Connecticut's usually there in the women's, too, but they've had injury problems on their women's team. But the men's team is number one. They are the defending national champions, and they are very, very good. They're number one, and in the ladies, South Carolina's Lady Gamecocks are the number one team in the nation, and they have been for many, many weeks and a number of years, although they are not the national champs. Connecticut has Purdue, North Carolina, Houston, and Tennessee chasing them, and South Carolina is being chased by UCLA, Colorado, K-State. Kansas State women are number four in America, and Iowa, which has the nation's leading scorer on their team. You see, that was an interesting game that Iowa played. They went to Ohio State to play on Sunday and lost, lost the game. The girl, Caitlin Clark, scored 42 points. So at the end of the game, the Ohio State fans apparently had a pretty good crowd, maybe seven, 8,000. They rushed the court and knocked her over. I mean, didn't hurt her, but knocked her over, prompting the Ohio State athletic director to actually go in the locker room and apologize for their, their behavior. This girl's really, really a nice player. We talked about Jackie Stiles. She is, Caitlin Clark is about, oh, 20 or 30 points from beating Jackie Stiles. Oh, man. Jackie, Jackie's not the record holder that Kelsey Plum is, but uh, the fact is this girl, Caitlin Clark, is a tremendously good player. Yeah, just watch out for the opposing team's fans. Um, <laughs> we've got a very important game for the Missouri State Bears coming up, don't we? I think it is. This is tomorrow night that the Bears will play, and Drake comes into town. So why is this important? Well, Drake, of course, is at the top of the heap in the Missouri Valley Conference, and they have Tucker DeFreeze, who is a consensus All-America and a probable NBA player. They're a good team. I think the Bears are as well. I think Missouri State has good personnel. They aren't playing worth a blast at the moment, and they aren't playing with a lot of confidence. Got beat on Saturday by a team they should have run out of the ballpark and didn't, Illinois State. I think this is a very important game, number one, from a mindset standpoint, and number two, that also correlates with the confidence standpoint. If the Bears can stay with this team, and they can, then maybe this will get them mentally ready for the tournament, which is not very far away. We're in late January, and well, that tournament's early March, and, and February is 29 days mm -hmm. this year. It's a leap year, so it's not all that far away. They've got to get something straightened out because this team is better as opposed to what they've been playing. This, I'm talking about the Bears and Dana Ford, coach, and, and his staff. They have to get something corrected and done in a hurry. But tomorrow night's game, very good win. And folks, if you've never seen Tucker DeFreeze play, You've got to get there and watch him play because he will be an NBA player next year. Last but not least, Missouri Tigers also kind of having issues on the court as well. Like they haven't won in the conference. They're 0-5. And this was a team that was supposed to be a contender. They're 0-5 in the conference, and they're under 500 in regular season. Well, they play tonight. They play Texas A&M, which is pretty much at the bottom of the, the uh, Southeastern Conference, the same as Mizzou. 
and they played at College Station. Missouri's got to come around and got to play a lot better. They are. They're just like the Bears. They've got good personnel, just not playing well at the moment. And Coach Gates, Dennis Gates up at Mizzou, has to get his troops together too and play a whole lot better. 0-5 after your football team wins the Cotton Bowl? Uh-uh. They're high expectations. Yeah, especially since your football team just did so good. <laughs> but you know what? For years, the Missouri uh, Tigers have actually carried that weight on the basketball side a lot longer than the football team has. So you know what? Sometimes it's not 50-50, you guys. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.